and welcome to a special edition to Smart Talks with One Smart Lady. It's been a while since my last episode was published. In today's special edition, my guest is Raul Marin. Raul and I worked together in May at the AMA Co-Authors Network Speakers Competition. I interviewed him shortly after, and that was when I fell in love with his spirit and his generosity. So I don't want to hold you up any longer. Here is Raul Marin introducing you to who he is and how he came to Dare to Dream. All right, everyone. Hello, I am Raul. I am delighted to be here with my good friend, Deborah Smart, and here to talk to you about my life's journey as an educator, as a DJ, as an aspiring poet, podcaster, and so much more that life has to offer me and that God has blessed me with talents to, 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 to share with you, uh, which I'm so happy to do every single day. Uh, I am 38 years young. I am, uh, I've been in Maryland my whole life, and I'm the only son of four uh, to my lovely parents, uh, Julio and Margarita, who came here in the early 80s from uh, El Salvador. And so I was raised in a, in a very Spanish-speaking household. <laughs> um, and of course, I learned uh, Spanish first because that was very important to my mother. You, you, you cannot forget your roots. You cannot forget who you are. You can speak as much English as you want outside of this house, but when you're in this house, you're going to speak Spanish. So that was my childhood. I, you know, I didn't watch any TV until Friday. <laughs> so you can imagine how much I really uh, ex was excited about Friday because it was the day I got to watch TV and just be a kid. <laughs> And, uh, and, I, and of course, I had to make sure that my homework was done because I couldn't just say, Mom, I'm done. And, you know, because she knew that I, I wanted to, to rush and, and watch TV and have fun. So I had, to, I had to make sure that it was done. And A's, B's, and C's were what was acceptable. Anything less than C, and we had a problem because school was my ultimate uh, responsibility and priority. And I always had to do my best because that's, that was the expectation. You do your best no matter what. And I, so I grew up with uh, my, my, my parents and my three sisters. So I've been, I've been around uh, women my, my whole life and I love it. You know, I, 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 <laughs> I have, I have a wonderful, have the wonderful women in my family. And I also have a lot of wonderful female friends. I have my guy friends too. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's been a great part of my life uh, to, to learn from them, grow from them. Uh, we were all athletes in, in some form or another. Uh, I played soccer all four years of high school. So I was, I was very much involved in student athletics and just being active with, with, my, with my studies while I was at uh, uh, both. Well, actually, I, did, I played soccer middle school and high school. Um, Elementary school was still trying to figure out uh, uh, what I was going to do, but uh, at, at the time I, I was I was they're very passionate about playing soccer, so I played uh, uh, soccer at both Argyle Middle School and Kennedy High School. Uh, so shout outs to anybody watching who went to any of those schools. 
uh, <laughs> played all, all four, all three years at middle school, all four years in high school, and then um, and then life happens, right? You 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 have to start working. <laughs> so I went to college, and when I went to college, uh, my parents never. Uh, they never raised me with that notion that I had to be a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer. Uh, they, they raised me with that perspective of, you know, you, you choose your path, your career path. You choose what you want to be. You have our full support and, and we'll support you. you know, just, just do your best. And uh, when I went to college, I had the dream of going to, you know, doing the be absolute best that I could on Broadway and in New York. And then when I was like ready for more, that I'd be on my way to Hollywood and that I would do movies and direct and all those fun, all those great things. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I, so I, I studied, I, I went to college, Montgomery college in Rockville um, to, to study acting. And I studied acting for a year and I just absolutely loved the experience of learning more about myself uh, as, as an actor and as a, as a person. Uh, you know, if there's any class that I would recommend anybody, if they had to take one college class again, I would definitely say you should take acting class, even if you're stage fright, even if you're shy. <laughs> there's something about acting class that you'll, you'll learn so much about yourself in terms of your confidence, your, your speaking, uh, public speaking, obviously, uh, but your, you know, your ability to embrace something uh, with, with everything you've got. And in this case, a particular role that I had to play, uh, whether it was a protagonist or a villain, you know, it was just, it, it gives you that moment to be somebody you're not. <laughs> How many times do we think about that in our lives? And uh, so I, I really, I really, um, I really had that vision of, oh, I'm going to do great with acting and I'm going to be a celebrity you know, actor, what have you. And uh, after a year, I, it just, you know, it dawned on me that uh, I wasn't going anywhere professionally with it. So I felt like uh, having the conversation with my parents about it and the inter internal conversation with myself, um, something's got to change because I'm not getting any work from it. And so uh, what, uh, what triggered me to, to make the move from acting to radio broadcasting was the fact that I just love music just as much as I love film and, and acting. Uh, music's always been a part of my life. Uh, I think uh, the only time that music is not playing at home is when we're asleep. <laughs> because it, you know, it, it raises our spirits. It just, we just feel so much better when you've got music in the background, whether you're cleaning, whether you're uh, reading, studying, whatever. Uh, music is just such a part of, of uh, it's been a big part of my life. And um, it, was, it was the next thing that I, that, I, that I thought, well, if there's something I love just as much as being on stage, it's, it's music and, and communicating with people. So I, I switched from acting to the radio broadcasting uh, major in, at Montgomery College. And uh, I had the wonderful opportunity to, to be a, ra a radio host on the college's radio station my, my very last semester. And that was where I had the 
interesting experience of being told by my college professor that uh, my name had to be Americanized because I had, I had, so after my first show, um, you know, we, we, we had that follow-up conversation with them to see, you know, what could you improve or what could you do better? Uh, everything was great, you know, for me. He loved it. You know, he loved the energy. He loved how I, you know, spoke with clarity and, and, and I did everything that he wanted us to do, right? Except for my name. <laughs> and he literally told me, um, you, we, we need you to Americanize your name because Raul is just, um, I, I don't think it, it, uh, it, it sits well with, with our listeners. And, uh, and at the time, you know, in hindsight, I'm, I'm just thinking, um, what does my name have to do with my delivery? <laughs> of, or, you know, if I'm doing everything as great as he said that I was, uh, my name is the last thing on people's minds, right? You're still getting the music out in the airwaves. We're still going to, we're still getting the commercial breaks. I'm reading the public service announcements. People are calling me. Hey, let me guess. The, can I request this song? So I, I was just, uh, well, you know, I, I, I took it as well. If that's what he wants, then uh, I mean, I'm not going to let this little moment interrupt my my passion for wanting to 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 live to to have music be a part of my professional life i was i was a little shocked by it but um i was still you know more of the mindset that uh well we're gonna do whatever it is that he envisions me doing as far as my name change but that's not going to uh affect the quality of my work once i'm in the studio uh, so I shared that with my parents, and obviously they were much more critical of the question than I, than I was. Um, and so, you know, when they said, you really shouldn't veer too far from Raul, uh, they said, well, how about uh, Ralph? And I thought, well, Ralph isn't exactly a, a good radio name either. <laughs> so I'm thinking, well, I got a really tough decision to make here because you know, I just, I love my name, uh, but neither of us agreed that there's nothing to Americanize about it. But then again, it's like, well, I can't just go back and say that, you know, that I, I have to go back to class and I say, you know, sorry, professor, but I don't have anything to offer you as far as what you've asked me to do. And so what he eventually did was he, he told the class that the, we had to come up with a, a name for me. And he wrote some, he wrote, he wrote, he wrote a few names on the board and he asked everybody to write on a piece of paper, which of those names they voted for, uh, or, or they chose for me to have. So he collected all the names, he put it in the basket and he was, you know, and, uh, he said, the name that I pull out, that's the one that you're going to have. And so he pulls out the name and sure enough, my my radio name for the rest of that semester was Chris Martin. And I was like, okay, <laughs> Chris Martin it is. And, uh, and, and it's funny that, uh, you know, after every radio station that I did, every show, 
I would record them because I wanted to keep it as a memory for me, you know, down the road, uh, you know, just uh, talking with old friends and, and just one of those things that you, you want to keep and cherish and because it, it reminds you of something that you achieved in your life. And I always recorded them with that purpose. And uh, I would, uh, and, and friends would always tell me, you know, we don't listen to the radio station, but we'd love to hear how you, you know, sound. <laughs> And uh, when, whenever I was in the studio and I would turn on that microphone, right, you just become a whole nother person. It, that, that becomes your stage. And, uh, and I remember my sister would tell me that, uh, you know, you're not Chris Martin, but you definitely sound like one. <laughs> because, you know, you, you, you enunciate so clearly and the energy and everything. And I said, yeah, like, like, that's like, that's so not you. Like you have like, wow. Okay. You do really do have a radio voice of a Chris Martin. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I was Chris Martin that whole semester, final semester at uh, Montgomery college. And, uh, and then you know, as as uh, as graduation approached, I, I started to feel that those butterflies in my stomach. So what's next? You know, and uh, I really tried to uh, to work, uh, interview and apply for different uh, radio positions. And at the time, this was this was two thousand five. And at the time, uh, I know that it was it, maybe and maybe it still is today. Uh, it was a challenge for you to really make it big on radio. Uh, you had to start from the ground up, basically. You know, had to you had to work with the promo team and just you know go out on the road and promote the radio station and and kind of work your way up, run the soundboard, and you know eventually, if you're lucky, you would get into the studio and you have your show. And so I'm like, you know, well, here I am coming from successfully being Chris Martin. <laughs> like i don't know if i'm ready to to work my way up like that uh but you know i'm i'm, I'm going to uh i'm gonna try my best to to at least get my foot in the door and at the time uh there was a radio station that had just recently started to to gain a lot of attention and popularity because it had replaced an alternative rock station in the area that uh was had a huge following for many, many years. And so there were some people that were upset about the fact that they made, and, and, and that's something about radio that uh, is always uh, permanent or, or ex to be expected that there's a lot of changes that are going on in like change of formats or, or what have you. Uh, so there were, there were some folks who were not happy with the transition from alternative rock to a Latin music station, but, because of the largely Latino population that lives in this area of Silver Spring, Maryland, where I live, uh, it was starting to get very popular with the Latino community. So I remember one time that uh, this was before I, I went on the best trip of my life. I always say that I have my best trip and I have my favorite trip. Best trip of my life was to Europe. Spain and Italy for a week in each country, and we and the whole and the reasons why we went to Spain and Italy as a family were a, an accumulation of things. 
I, I graduated from college. My sister was celebrating her 15th birthday. So you can imagine that in a Latino family, how much, how, how big a quinceanera party would be. But that was not my sister's intention. She was, she, she fell in love with the gladiator film with Russell Crowe. And her dream was, I want to go to the Coliseum. <laughs> I don't, I mean, who cares about a big old party anyway? I'm not a party girl. We can have a family, like, you know, we can have a nice, small, intimate family dinner, but I want to go to the Coliseum. And I'm like, well, Europe, why not? So my graduation, her 15th birthday, my parents celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. I mean, <laughs> it's Europe, why not? So we're off to Europe. And right before we go to Europe, I interview with this radio station that's, that's booming right now. And, uh, you know, they, they like everything that I have. And I told them about my experience uh, with the college. And um, I, would be, I would be working uh, the graveyard shift, as they called it, you know, from like 10 p.m. to like 3, 4 in the morning. And, you know, just running the soundboard kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, this is not what I did at the college. But I mean, I mean, this is my foot in the door. So I was kind of like, what do I do? And then I said, and you know, and this is a position that we need to fill right away. And I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very much interested, but I do have this trip, this, <laughs> this trip to Europe coming up. And what the guy told me was, you know, um, this is, uh, you're, you're definitely our, 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 our favorite candidate at the moment, but I don't, I can't, uh, I can't, he said, I can't assure, I cannot assure you that this is going to be available to you once you come back. So he basically left the decision up to me. And I'm thinking, boy. You know, off of the success that I had with the college, and now I'm like, it's between this and Europe, uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity, which I I, I certainly don't I hope that, I definitely don't dream that uh, that's going to be the one time and only time I go to Europe. Uh, mm. I, it was a no-brainer to me that uh, you know I'm celebrating college. This is a big family trip vacation. Um, this can't be the only radio station opportunity that I have. Um, I said, you know, I, I thanked him for the opportunity. And I said, well, you know, we'll see what happens when I come back. But uh, I, I, I went on the trip and I just absolutely loved it. it was, it's the best trip I've ever made, I've ever done. And um, when I came back, it was a struggle to, to find radio jobs because uh location or again this whole process of you have to get your feet wet first and you have to run the, the promo street team and before you even get to the studio and yada 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 so you know i said maybe this is not my in my future as far as radio but mu music was still that burning fire inside of me that i need music to be a part of my life and while I was at MC, I, I had a friend who worked as a security guard there. And he had a side hustle. And his side hustle was to be a DJ. 
and so you know i i got to I, the, the more the, the more uh, graduation approached I, I got to to get to know a little bit more about him because he really enjoyed communicating with me and he would always he would always listen to me and say like i love your show chris i'm like <laughs> like you know me it's, it's raul and like i know but you're a chris on the radio so. <laughs> So um, he told me about this opportunity to DJ for a contractor. And uh, I said, you know, um, I, I had never thought about that before because I definitely don't have the money to, to invest into all that equipment. And he said, oh, no, well, you don't have to worry about that because, I mean, it's, he's, he's a contractor. He has all the equipment for you. All you have to do is, you know, you, you, he'll train you to, to do it. You you go to your you go to his house you get your equipment and then you go do the you go do the event and he'll pay you for it and I thought what do I have to lose I mean this is this here's an opportunity that's just sitting on my lap for me to just take it uh, because obviously the radio option didn't work this this is something that I can do that's going to pay me on the spot for the work that I'm doing. I'm working with music. I'm working with people. And I'm thinking, well, what do I have to lose? Let's give this a shot. And so I'm like, so uh, how does this work? He says, well, next Monday, he's got a meeting for, uh, you know, new, 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 new DJs. So you can, you can go with me uh, to, to that meeting and I'll introduce you and uh, then we'll go from there. And sure enough, Monday came and I, and I, I went and his name was Vinny and uh, uh, the it was a win-win for me in terms of the experience that it gave me to be who I am today because of it but the 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 negative side of that experience was that this guy lived in Damascus Maryland which was at least 45 minutes from my house in Silver Spring with no traffic and every time I had a gig to do for him, I'd have to leave, I'd have to leave Silver Spring to Damascus, pick up all the equipment, drive to the venue, set up, set up the equipment, play for the, you know, however long the event was, take everything down, you know, put it back in, in my car, uh, drive it back to Damascus to drop off the equipment, and then drive to my house. <laughs> and when it was payday, I still had to drive all the way to Damascus to pick up my check. <laughs> I'm just going to mic drop that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, again, there was like, wow, all of this work, you know, to, to, to get the job done and then to get the, a fraction of what, you know, of what was was being made from that event, you know, him, Vinny versus me for just being a contractor. But yet I took that experience uh, for everything that it had to offer me in terms of what I had to learn about how teaching is not just you get this piece of equipment and you hit play and you just let the music run. You are the MC. You are, you know, the show lives and dies with you. You have to be the event planner and you have to you have to run the show and the, and the energy people respond from uh, based on your energy and and it's just so much more than than what it looks like you know on the outside 
and I, I, I worked with, with him for two years and everything I made with him, I saved it up because I think after, after almost a year after it, I, I said that this is, I love this, but I'm going to do this for me. So I saved everything that I had that I made with him. And about two years after I had initially joined him, I was, I said, you know, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. I, it's, I'm, I'm ready to, to move on into another chapter of, of, of my life with this. And, uh, and I was his only Latino DJ. So losing me was, was, a, was a big deal to him because he always came, he always talked to me about uh, any, any clients, that he, customers that he had that were Latino. So it was a, it was a little, it was a little bit of a, a it was not an easy um, a thing for him, for, for me to say, you know, goodbye, because he's like, he said, you know, uh, what if I, you know, if, what if I raise you, uh, you know, <laughs> he wanted to bargain with me to, to, to stay. And I, I was just, you know, I, I'm, I was, I'm ready to move on. And so, um, you know, while I was, while I was doing uh, what I was doing, you know, with him, uh, little by little and you know getting my things little by little you know I started to build my you know customers uh, so that's when things really started to, to grow exponentially for me uh, in terms of working as a DJ because as you know as you may imagine with Latino families our parties are very big I mean you have cousins of cousins of cousins and <laughs> uh, so I had and, and all those years since, since this is since 2005, uh, you can imagine how many weddings I've done, quinceañeras I've done, milestone birthdays, um, even a divorce party. I, <laughs> if, if you want to promote it that way, um, you know, it, it, it was really, it took off exponentially because all of the business happened for me word of mouth. And when you're really good, your work speaks for you alone. You don't need any advertising or anything because people will, and it's in good way and a bad way. If you're really bad, then yeah, word will spread pretty quickly. But if you're really good, same thing. And that's what happened for me. Um, you know, I got calls, you know, all the time, you know, oh, I know you from such and such or such and such gave you, you know, gave me your number. And and so it just became this, you know, thank you for the referrals. Uh, there was a time where I had something, a, a gig, to, a party to do every weekend. And just, and just private parties. I never, I never, uh, there were times where I thought of going into the club scene, but I, I it just wasn't, it just didn't uh, sit well with me. You know, it's, it's just ultra competitive and you have to be there all the time. And uh, I, I embraced my, my social life and my me time and I wanted to enjoy that as well. So that's why I just never uh, took that route. Uh, but, you know, I, I always had the satisfaction of doing the private events because nothing was better to me than to have, uh, than to do a wedding where folks would come up, come up to me at the end and say, just always ask for one more song, just one more song. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, just thank me for a wonderful evening. And, you know, they'd ask for my business cards. And, and so that's how things were just booming uh, the, uh, as far as my, the DJ part of my life. Uh, and now things have slowed down tremendously because, I mean, <laughs> referrals still happen, but uh, all the referrals that were made back then, you know, they're, uh, they are all married, they have kids. And so uh, and now it's become, well, can you DJ the, uh, my, my daughter's 15th birthday? Like, <laughs> it's like, who would imagine? Like you DJed our wedding and now you're DJing our daughter's 15th. Like, <laughs> so that's the kind of things that, that, that happen uh, nowadays. But um, it's just a matter of uh, maybe uh, focusing a little bit more on, on uh, advertising and, and just putting it out there and uh, maybe even having some, some, some people work with me so that it's not just me uh, doing this besides the, the, the daily uh, work that I do uh, have done for just as long, which is in education. Hi, this is Deborah Smart, and I apologize for interrupting this special interview with Raul. I will be publishing part two in the next episode. Raul will continue his story on how he dared to dream, dare to grow, and dare to prosper. Again, this is Deborah Smart, and until next time, thank you for tuning in to Smart Talks with One Smart Lady. Please be blessed and continue on the path of whatever is your dream.